Welcome to Seven Skills for the Future podcast. I'm Emma Sue Prince. I'm an author, a trainer, and I write about seven key skills that are crucial to your health, happiness, and well-being. Those skills are adaptability, empathy, critical thinking, integrity, optimism, being proactive, and resilience. Everything I do is from the premise that we can all actively build these skills every day and that we pretty much have unlimited capacity to do this. We run face-to-face workshops, live online masterclasses and self-access modules, as well as a host of free resources on all of these skills to a global audience and to very diverse groups, which tells me that everyone can benefit so much from nurturing these seven skills. The Seven Skills 7 Minute series is focused on bite-sized episodes that give an immediate boost to your well-being in just seven minutes. Two weeks ago, Magic Mind sent me their productivity drink and since then I've been using it every day and I wanted to see if I could cut down my coffee intake and increase my levels of energy and focus. And in the past two weeks, I've definitely noticed that. So I have been drinking far less coffee, only one cup in the mornings, and I have felt calmer, more productive and with more energy. And also just being able to focus on detail and have more tension. And I think this might be partly down to one of the amazing ingredients, Bacopa Monieri, because it's a natural nootropic. And Magic Mind is packed full of incredible ingredients. And it's been a great experience for me trying out this drink. And I'll still be sharing my journey on social media as part of the hashtag 14 Days of Magic. And we are hosting a creative contest. Post your journey of using Magic Mind and how you're looking to improve your life over 14 days onto Instagram, TikTok, or YouTube using the hashtag 14 Days of Magic, and you could win a subscription to Magic Mind. And Magic Mind will donate $10 for every 10,000 views, and that $10 goes to the Amazon rainforest. We'll be announcing the winner on the 30th of November. Good luck. This week, Wellbeing Anchors. I want to talk about this because many of the people I coach will tell me that they do things to support their well-being. They go to the gym, walk their dog, try to eat right, and a host of other things. But often when we dig deeper, they don't really have fundamental go-to strategies that they do regularly. And if work gets busy or overwhelming, whatever they do have in place gets dropped. Wellbeing anchors are things you do to support you that really are non-negotiable. They might be things you do every day. It's actually easier to do something every day rather than a few times a week. And for me, the crucial thing is to do them even when you may not feel like it or feel you don't have time because that's exactly when you need these anchors most. Today, I invite you to think about what your anchors are and maybe think about creating some or strengthening some. What grounds you? So I have a few which I find really helpful and centering. Walking. So for me, this is non-negotiable and it needs to happen every single day. Sometimes we tell ourselves we can't go for a walk because of the weather 
or were too busy, yet it is vital to get out into daylight, fresh air and nature. And it really is better for us to do this first thing and get some light, especially in the colder months. It's probably one of the most crucial and vital things you can do to boost your well-being, give you space to process change and allow fresh ideas to come in as well. An anchor is something that is non-movable. So even if I don't walk first thing in the morning, it's about creating space perhaps later in the day or even the busiest of days where I walk. When I walk, I feel at peace. I get ideas. My mind is calmer and more present. And as I read recently, after a walk, you come back a different person. Candle making. I've been learning a new skill, but actually it's not really. Years ago, I used to make candles. I used to melt down old wax and craft clumsy wicks to create brand new candles. And the other week I resurrected a kit that I bought at the start of the first lockdown and made candles. And I found this tremendously calming, energising and creative. And it's become a kind of new anchor for me. I've ordered some ridiculously cheap supplies, watched some videos and have been collecting containers to use for new candles and old candles I want to melt down. Any kind of craft or attention to detail is grounding and calming. I don't think it matters too much what it is, as long as it's working with your hands in the moment. Yoga and mindfulness. More than ever, practicing yoga and daily mindfulness has been a saviour for me. It supports me in so many ways. I feel more flexible, I feel stronger and just better able to deal with whatever the day throws at me. I do the same thing with kickboxing and I recently experienced something quite interesting. I'd had a really long day of online sessions and I was genuinely tired the temptation to relax in front of the TV with a good movie, perhaps a glass of wine, was very strong. And I could easily have told myself that I was too tired to do something that physical. And the thing is that this will often get supported by others. So my husband said to me, you're tired, why not relax, give kickboxing a miss. But I knew that it was going to be better for me to go because it's a complete antidote to work and being in front of a screen. So I went and I felt energised and relaxed and I slept incredibly well. So sometimes that anchor needs to be something that makes us feel uncomfortable too. Self-care gets a bad rap sometimes and can be thought of as bubble baths, candles. And sometimes that's exactly what we do need. But we also need to switch up the anchors to boost energy too. So yes to the gym but make it non-negotiable and doable. So for me, gym session is Friday mornings but I do different kinds of exercise and movement on the other days, maybe swimming, kickboxing, and of course the daily walking. And movement like this pushes us into our physical experience of right now, and in the process creates a sense of ease in the mind and stability in the body. Grounding creates calm, destroys stress, and reminds us of who we are by diverting our attention from potential endless cycles of thinking and stress, and these can build up so easily, more easily than we realise sometimes. Cooking and nutrition, something I've been getting into a lot more and really taking the time to cook from scratch and make it healthy and delicious. And this is something that's easy to not do, especially if working long hours will tell ourselves it's easier to pick that ready meal 
or even just don't bother with lunch or eat unhealthy food. I've done it myself many times. Next time you have a busy week ahead of you, take time to plan your meals and snacks and then take the time to cook them too. Singing. I sing in a jazz choir and I sing whenever I can. It's incredibly beneficial to sing with others. Plus, it feels great. And there are many reasons for that. And one has to do with the vagus nerve. What's the vagus nerve? It is the longest cranial nerve in the body. It connects the brain and the gut, lungs and heart, and it plays a critical role in helping us rest and digest. And it's connected with your vocal cords. So increasing the tone of the vagus nerve enables our body to relax faster after experiencing stress. So what are things that anchor you? Find some grounding activities that you can easily build into your week. And I promise you that the difference will be immediate, nurturing and effective in helping you navigate through the day, the week and your life. Thank you so much for listening. For more ideas, free resources, access to free mindfulness webinars that I run live every Tuesday, live yoga and mini modules on the seven skills, just head on over to sevenskillsforthefuture.com. And if you've enjoyed this episode, do share, do leave a review to help us increase our audience. Have a great day and a great week.